Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Beyond Trans, Beyond Trans podcast. My name is Andre, and I'm your host today. As you know, our intention on Beyond Trans is to bring upliftment to the transgender community and humanity itself. So that's our intention. Welcome. We're glad you're listening. Our email address is beyondtrans at gmail.com. That's without the E. So it's B-Y-O-N-D-T-R-A-N-S at gmail.com. Please uh, feel free to email us with any of your questions or comments or anything that you would like for us to cover on our podcasts. Um, We do read your emails, so thank you. And if you're listening today, thank you for listening. Know that listening is a form of participation, so thank you for your participation. Our topic today on Beyond Trans is Taboo Topics Part 2. And today I have a guest, a friend, uh, his name is Milo, and... To me, Milo is, well, first of all, he's trusted. Uh, Just so you know, I I trust him impeccably with you all. And he brings a sense of peace, a commitment to equality, and just service on the planet. And um, so, Milo, welcome. Thank you for being here. (laughs) Hi. Oh. (laughs) So, Milo, if we would start out, it, um, maybe you could tell us your pronouns and then also just a little bit about you, like your life story, um, how you came out, um, what it's like for you being trans and being beyond trans. Like, okay, I'm, a, I'm trans, got it, and now this is what's important to me. So a little bit about that. So our listeners know a little bit about your life story because it is important to share uh, our coming out stories. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Well, my name is Milo, uh, he, him, or they, them, um, I first came out as non-binary, but I feel like that's changing a little bit, but, yeah, I've always been, like, gender fluid, um, uh, my coming out story started, like, way back when I was younger, and it was first, like, coming out as, like, queer, and then finally... Like, having the courage to, like, face it within myself. I feel Mm -hmm. like that was the hardest part. Mm -hmm. Um, Luckily, coming out to my family wasn't, like, too hard. Like, because they... Because I came out before Mm -hmm. as, like, queer. Um, So so the queer part, just for our listeners and and for my own sake, tell me about, like, what, what it's like coming out queer. Like, what is that? So, you know, and how did it help you or assist you? Yeah, I mean... did you just kind of know, like, oh, man, I'm different, so I'm going to call myself queer. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, I didn't, like, actually, I didn't, like, call myself queer. I'm still, like, very, like, I have dissonance um, with my past. Like, before coming out as trans, it's like I still have some dissonance with addressing, like, how I used to identify. I still identified as, like, genderqueer, but I never came out as that only like only to friends but I never came out as that to my family but I did come out of I I came out as like gay though okay so I was a part of like that community um like the lesbian or like bisexual just gay community and um so like my parents and family already had that sort of um exposure to that through my friends and things like that so then coming out as trans wasn't as um like intense traumatic or traumatic or whatever yeah um it was a lot like a lot of the trauma was more like my own internalized transphobia Uh uh-huh that I couldn't sort of overcome yeah that was the same for me yeah Uh, and anybody listening maybe you identify with that as well so you know what Milo's saying is it wasn't so much his friends or family it was his own transphobia that stopped him from being the full expression of himself out in the world so transphobia is something to, to contemplate. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, definitely. Because, um, like, I would just, over, like, like I would be very scared to come out because of all the things that I've heard or, like, 
in the media, how we're represented, that it's so, like, tragic, and, like, there's so much heaviness that goes with it, and I was like, I don't know if I can do this, like, I, yes. like, do I, like, do I need to, and I would just revert back, like, no, nah, like, this is not me, yes. Yes. and it's like, when I finally did come out, and when I was finally being myself, it wasn't as terrifying as I thought that it would be, like, once it was out, it felt, like, a lot better, um, of course, with people that I, like, trusted, and things like that, but, yeah, I don't know. yeah. Uh, just something I want to point to on that is, um, you know, so often we think that our, it's so personal. Oh my God, this is just me. Right. Yeah. So how many of us listeners identify with what Milo was sharing about, you know, oh my God, you know, there's all this stuff on media and this is how I should be and blah, blah. And, you know, we feel like if we come out, it's, you know, gonna be a particular way, and so we go back into the closet, and so, yeah. <laughs> so many of us can totally identify with what you're sharing, Milo. So often we think that our shame or our, you know, secretiveness is only our own, but in fact, it's so not personal. Thank you. Yeah, it, it's not like, it. I don't know. Even like afterwards, after I came out, mm-hmm. I would like in my head be like, oh, this, this, and this, and but then like my. My girlfriend would kind of put me back into perspective, like, hey, like, it's your family, like, they're trying. And, like, of course, like, it's not going to happen quickly. And I wanted things to also happen quickly. And if they weren't, I thought it was like, oh, like, it's because they're against it or da-da-da. But sometimes it's just, like, I don't know, just, like, giving things time and not thinking that it's going to go to the worst. Right. And I feel like that's just a thing that we automatically start to do as, like, trans folk, I feel like that's... Yes. Because we're already expecting the worst always, I feel. uh, Yeah, so, like, letting letting go of jumping to worst-case scenarios. (laughs) Yeah. And a great great way to do that is, you know, by meditating or being aware of, like, what our mind is automatically jumping to Mm -hmm. and realizing that we are not those thoughts and that is not necessarily us. And the ability to just say, thank you for sharing... You know, but uh, that yeah. is a worst case scenario, but I'm not going there. Thank you. you know, I'm just <laughs> continuing and moving on in, in the moment with what is mm-hmm. so, you know, so, 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 so valid. I do, I do want to um, ask you something about, um, you mentioned representation in social media or in society. Would you say a little bit more, Milo, about what, what is representation to you? What does that mean? And, and as an art, as an artist, how do you desire representation to authentically show up? Um, so, like, like the media that I had as a child was like was very transphobic, or it was like a joke, and I and there was no trans men like at all, and if there was, it was like from a movie that was tragic, like tragic ending. So that's all I had other than uh, other than like YouTube which was like really helpful and I cuz it was like personal accounts from YouTubers and it wasn't like twisted by like um writers that weren't trans or things like that or so any of you writers out there or uh anybody in the film industry Milo's saying that the female-to-male representation is way off-kilter as far as healthiness goes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. And I guess, like, um, I feel like representation is important because when we see others thrive that are like us, we feel more confident to also thrive. Or, I don't know, when when I see people of color on... Like, the media, it, like, normalizes your situations. And I feel like when, like, when you see queer people, like, in the media, just being people, having, like, a job, like, having friends, having family, having relationships, going through normal relationship things, like, it, it, like, switches the focus from, like, oh, I'm, I'm gay or, oh, I'm trans to just, like, oh, I'm a person, this is my life. Like, I guess, yeah, that topic of beyond trans. Like, okay, you, you find out your identity. 
great, but it's like that isn't all that you are. You're you're a person. You have like things that you love to do. You have relationships. You have other things, and I feel like having that sort of representation in the media for us is really important because I feel like we tend to stay stuck on like being trans and transitioning yes. and like trans in the world and it's like okay yes you're trans but you're also other things you're also your culture your like background what you believe in what you want to do what you know all that stuff <laughs> yeah yeah so beyond trans that's a good <laughs> point <laughs> um and and you know when we let go of identity and let go of identifying um it does bring us to the taboo topic of spirituality, of religion, of, gosh, you know, what, what is back of it all, what's important to me, you know, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. And letting go of these identifiers, these markers. Mm-hmm. Um, how has your life experience been, Milo, with spirituality and religion and accepting yourself fully as who you are so far on your path so far <laughs> yeah um i think it's it never ends people <laughs> we just keep going and going yeah no really i i feel like i've been like in a lot of circles because <laughs> like say more about that um what i mean by that is like just um been exposed to a lot of different spiritualities because i ever since i was little i've always been seeking some sort of spiritual I've always felt very spiritual and I've always been seeking that and I've had to sort of like look around to see where I would feel fit or at least how um I don't know just like being who I am I've had challenges with that because of how um society views like trans folk and also how religion plays a role in that Yes. Um, I grew up as Catholic, and I would, like, um, I would pray with my mom every morning, like, as a child, because I, I'd love to do that. Uh-huh. And when I figured out... I did, out, too. I did, too, yeah. by the way. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was a very big part of my life, and then I, like, found out that I was, like, gay, so I didn't fit into, like, that, and that was... And it, and it made me have a lot of resistance toward um, Christianity for a really long time until I, like, found some friends, again, like, representation of people who are queer just being like, well, I still practice, like, Christianity. And I was like, wow, that's beautiful. Um, of course, like, um, now I don't identify as Christian, but I can see how it can be possible for a trans person to do that mm-hmm. and kind of, like look past the whole uh, the I don't know the transphobic things that maybe the people of the church yes would say but it's like your faith is your faith mm-hmm. and it has nothing to do with like the people around you like your connection with source or god or the universe that has to do with you and how in your relationship to it like how you relate to it and that's something that you just have to work on the whole, like, your whole life kind of thing. Yes. With spirituality, yeah. Yeah, I feel like um, coming to terms with, you know, if we were born into a religious family, couple things on that. One is, um, you know, there is the thought that we choose our parents for whatever life lessons and soul lessons are the greatest for us. So um, if we were to consider that, that the parents that we've chosen for this lifetime are perfect for us and not to push away or resist our past, but to to completely allow it and to allow our parents the beauty that they are and what they've brought to us, what they've taught us. Like for Milo, it was prayer. Milo loves prayer, for example, okay? Perhaps not the Catholic way because of the thoughts of hell and the limitations and the dogmas that are man-made. And yet that feeling of prayer, you know, as Milo was sharing, we could all feel that. Like, I love to pray is what he said. So it's... I. 
having the courage to feel in our heart and in our gut what is real for us and authentically true and and saying, you know what, yes, I like this and you know what, I'm going to let that part go because I don't, mm-hmm. that doesn't serve me in, in, in being who, in empowering myself yeah. and being, uh, you know, God here on earth you know we're we're all hands of god perhaps or the eyes of god or the heart of god um it's up to every single listener to be discerning with religion and spirituality as a taboo topic and i'm i'm certainly not here to tell you what is right for you only you know what is right for you if it's to you know, identify as, you know, someone who relates to a leaf as their God, so be it. You know, it's whatever works for you, whatever brings you power, joy, happiness, or whatever. What is important to to us is that whatever it is that we choose, that it not bring us down or bring us limitation or have us feel shame or or any of those things. Yeah. Is there anything you want to say about that? Like, I I guess, like, where I am now with spirituality, um, I've, like, gotten into Buddhism, and for a while I felt, like, kind of away from it because I had, I guess, like, a wrong view of what Buddhism was about. I felt like I couldn't be a part of it because I was wanting to change my body and wanting to change, like... This person that I wasn't, but I felt like that I had to be okay with that person that I wasn't. Um, and I realized that that's not what Buddhism was really talking about. It wasn't about like detachment from your body or yourself. I, I feel like me making the changes that I need to, um, to feel more comfortable and to have less resistance with myself and to be more authentic, I feel like that's what's leading me closer to um, just fulfillment and being more peaceful and of service. I feel like trying to resist that part of myself was resisting, like, source. Mm-hmm. So me being trans is, like, spiritual to me. Like, that's part of my journey. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> no, that really is beautiful. I'm serious. Um, so, you know, as Milo's sharing, we can hear that, you know, okay, it started out with Catholicism, right? And then it shifted to, you know, other things. And then it shifted to uh, Christianity. And then it shifted to Buddhism. Um, so, you know, there's a flow and there's a discovery and an uncovery and a revealment and of what works for us. So, you know, what what I'm hearing Milo share is, you know, to not be attached and to allow the flow. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in my own life as well that I've taken bits and pieces from yeah. each of the <laughs> spiritual uh, studies and applied them to how they fit for me. And, and I'll tell you, um, not being... Um, steeped in our own dogma is is a big one like being willing to let go shift change and letting go of that attachment to how we think it should be i mean just in the few minutes that milo shared already about uh, well i i i didn't think i could do that because i was trans and i mm-hmm. wanted to change my body it's like how often we put up the resistance to the freedom of what is already here and available within us there's a um a great saying by Jeffrey Marsh. Um, How would you act if deep down you knew that life was on your side? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So I'm going to say that again for our <laughs> listeners. How would you act if deep down you knew that life was on your side? Right? Life and the universe are always conspiring on our behalf. And... <laughs> It doesn't always look like it or feel like it. It's, um, you know, that's that's one possible approach to how we live our life as beyond trans in the world. Um, 
So representation in art, as an artist, Milo, what do you desire to um, extend to the world as far as what's important to you as an artist in representation out in the world? Um, well, and what is representation? I mean, let's start there. For yeah. us basic beginners, would you tell yeah. t- tell me what that is? Um, what is representation? It's like what you see. So when you grow up and you, like, the first thing you look at is your parents or family. You learn from them or you start to, like, imitate their actions to survive in the world. So again, if we see um, people like us in the media and they're surviving or they're just thriving, we look to that. And it helps us also thrive. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I feel like that's what representation is. Just seeing someone that is like you and, like, being able to relate. Okay, and yeah. so and so, how do you desire the transgender community to be represented out in the world through your art? Um, What's important to you? I, I want to, like, represent different bodies. Um... Physical and, bodies? Yeah, physical bodies Okay. in my art. Um, I want to do illustrations and maybe do graphic novels, so even sharing narratives and things like that. Okay. Do the use of, like, visual and, like, images. Okay. And, you know, to me, what's taboo about that is you're, you're going or you're bringing forth a visual representation of something that's beyond the norm of the hetero, cis-hetero yeah. world. Yeah, I, I want to show, like, like what, like, trans bodies are, which are very different kinds of bodies. Like, there, no trans body is the same, really. Mm-hmm. True of all yeah, human beings. Yeah, and no human body. So I'd even right. want to, like, just, I don't know, I think focusing on, like, bodies and, like, having more representation of all kinds of bodies. And okay. positive representation, too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So James Baldwin said a great thing about the artist. He said, The role of the artist is exactly the same as the role of the lover. If I love you, I have to make you conscious of the things you don't see. If I love you, I have to make you conscious of the things you don't see. So if you're an artist out there, listeners... What you're up to is bringing a conscious awareness to things that people may not necessarily see. So for Milo, you know, eighty I think it's eighty four percent of the of the people on the planet have not met a transgender person yet. Mm-hmm. So so Milo's getting ready or Milo's putting out in the world bodies and so how healing is that? Imagine. Imagine how healing that is for the planet for humanity, for the sook of humanity, right? Now there's something being seen that perhaps wasn't seen before. So whatever might be taboo or scary for you to share out in the world, just know that there is a place for it and that it is valid and that it may take some courage to bring it forth. But boy, if it's your passion and it's your heart, please do it. It's so important and so valid, and it's it's really everything. And to, to follow your gut and intuition on that. So um, in the realm of spirituality, uh, Milo and I share a commonality, and that is the practice of meditation. So we, we there's a saying, um, an ounce of practice is worth a pound of theory. So Milo and I were sharing a little bit before we started the podcast about how, you know, we practice meditation and, you know, it may be completely wonderful to do it for 10 minutes in the morning and then go, oh, I meditate. And then you go out and live your life like you're a meditator and then you get romped. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) just we were, you know, Milo was pinpointing the fact that, you know, he he learned in his recent Dharma tape. Well, I'll let you share what you learned in the Dharma. Um, uh, I, I just felt like it was really important because usually, like, I strive to, like, meditate and I'm like, yes, I need to, you know, have a consistent practice because, yeah, consistency, discipline. (laughs) But, um, then I would get so, like, I don't know, caught up with the world and things like that and it was just very valuable what I heard in the 
this Dharma talk that I was listening to, um, he talked about, like, okay, you meditated, like, great, but you have to keep practicing what you do in meditation. So, like, uh, paying attention to your breath or just letting the thoughts go by and not identifying with them. Like, practice that as you're living your life outside of that. And that's where it's, like, really important to apply it. Because when you're meditating, that's just you training your brain to be able to do that. But when you're out in the world, that's when it's the most important or the most valuable. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so for us listeners where this might be a little bit overwhelming, like meditation, you know, Buddhism, Catholicism, Christianity, it's like, you know, wait a minute, I'm way overwhelmed. I'm just like realizing I'm trans or, you know, wherever you on your, wherever you are on your path, just know that it's perfect. And, um, we just want to say that keep it simple for yourself. Um, there's a great saying by Kate Bornstein, just do whatever you need to do to stay alive. Like you may, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Like you, you know, we may be at that level, you know, and that's perfectly fine. Do whatever you need to do to stay alive. Like whatever, just, and, um, and then Kate says, uh, she says, just don't be mean. (laughs) Right. So do whatever you need to do to stay alive. That might be your spirituality. And that is beautiful. Okay, and then just don't be mean. And the whole concept about going to hell is not real. I'm here to tell you that. Okay, so you're not going to hell. If you have a if you were taught that you're going to hell because of who you authentically know yourself to be or how you authentically express yourself in the world, you're not going to hell. Or you know, I just I just have to really say that because so many of us and go ahead. Yes. No, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> so many of us have been. Um, you're not alone. First of all, if you think that you are going to hell, okay. Second of all, you're not going to hell, and I just I to the extent that you think you're going to hell is how much as how wonderful you are and how beautiful you are and how valid you are on the planet. So to do your very best to let go and detach from that whole concept of hell and know that you're valid, know that you're loved, know that you're appreciated, okay? Find your expression, be yourself, and, and you're beautiful just as you are right now. Like there's nothing to do, there's nothing more to become. Just who you are right now is beautiful and perfect. And so... That brings us to the topic of allowance, okay? Allowing ourselves to be exactly how we are right now in this moment, right? Like, how many of us think we need to do this, fix this, change that, and become more this, and then we'll be okay, right? So just letting go of that and being in, like, what if we did radical, total self-acceptance right now, this very moment, for exactly how our life is, for exactly where we are, for exactly what we're doing, for exactly who we are, right? Radical self-acceptance, like a practice. Self-compassion. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, I'm just, <laughs> like, agreeing, yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. Self-kindness, self-empathy. Because so much of what we've gotten, you know, as Milo was saying, it's called representation. So much of sometimes the feedback that we get from society and social media is that we've done something wrong or we are something wrong or just by identifying as transgender. So letting go of all of that and going into the heart and knowingness of who we are, it takes a lot of courage. And I'll tell you, a lot of people aren't, We'll go out and come back in, you know, like Milo was saying, I went out, you know, and then I was like, oh my God, I'm scared. I'm going back in, you know, and so allowing that flow of our, what's being put on us by the world compared to who we really know ourselves to be in our heart of hearts and carving out our existence in the world from that place, from the heart of who we are. I think that's, that's very important. Um. 
So, and it's a, it never ends, perhaps, you know, it's a continued unfoldment. You know, I've heard it expressed like an onion, you know, like you peel away the layers of an onion. Yeah. Um, our spirituality, our life adventure, our uh, uncovery of who we are, you know, we can one day be so self-aware and the next day be, you know, as flat as a road. <laughs> yeah, I feel like... So it's an ebb and a flow. Yeah. Go on, Milo. Yeah, and I feel like um, being trans is just one step or one part in that journey. Because I feel like, okay, yeah, I'm trans, but after that I realized that I wanted to do art. And, like, I've always wanted to do art, but I've always been like, oh, like, will that, you know, get me the money or things that I need to survive and after coming out as trans I was like I might as well do whatever I want so it's like giving me that like courage to just like I don't know like I feel like yeah peeling back the layers of that onion like every time you do that being trans is just gonna be one part of it and you'll have another obstacle that'll come up and then you're gonna get through that too and it'll just you'll just keep going yeah that's such a great point you know the the analogy uh, that was given to me on that, Milo, was that um, like we're like a flower. And when we identify as trans and allow that, then we allow so much more mm -hmm. of our life, of who we are, like beyond trans. So, you know, like Milo was saying, gosh, you know, I... Real, once I came out as trans, I'm like, well, I'm just going to go for it. I'm an artist <laughs> in my heart of hearts. Why not? You know, and so how amazing and what a gift that is to yeah. to, to be trans. You know? Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like it's an opportunity for growth because you are going against everything in society. Yeah. So I, I just like, after I kind of like went over that point, I was like, I might as well do anything else that I want to do and focus on that. Always focus on like doing what you feel like you're meant to do or you want to do and not letting things hold you back. And I feel like, yeah, just overcoming that, you'll realize that, like, what else, like, what else is there? Like, I might as well, <laughs> like, be that, me or whatever. That is so beautiful. <laughs> that is so beautiful. Thank you so much. It's like, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's really great. Um, I'd like to, so I'd like to turn the corner a little bit and change mm -hmm. topics um, so Milo and I were in a support group together, listeners, just so you know. So that's kind of like the background of how we got to know one another. We really haven't spent much time together. Um, and, um, when we do, it's, you know, maybe for a few minutes here or there, and it's really not much. So, but, and that being said, what we did share in the in the support group was phenomenal and, and life-changing. So even though we didn't talk, the experiential of being in a support group together, I feel, mm -hmm. you know, connected us. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. So for those of you um, that are listening and, you know, realizing that you're trans and know, number one, that you're not alone, okay? It's really huge. You're not alone. Number two, there is support out in the world, okay? intendant for yourself get it for yourself you know if you desire to and however that shows up for you whether it's a support group therapy friends you know whatever works for you and feels right for you um so turning the corner a little bit milo and i um when we were talking one day milo shared with me that he's vegan so um i was wondering if you would just say a little bit about that like what's behind it for you what is your impetus um, about being vegan? Like, <laughs> um, I guess, like, I got inspired because I care a lot about, like, the, like, the environment and also about animals, and I would see how factory farming affected all of that. So that was a big factor, and health and things like that. Um, yeah. Um... I don't know. And then, okay, so when you chose to go vegan, how did you do it, number one? And number <laughs> two, we'll go ahead with that first. Like, did you just go cold turkey, boom? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a really long time, and actually it wasn't until one of my friends was like, oh, if you, um, if you have a craving, just get the substitute for that. 
So, I don't know. I feel like we make a lot of excuses for things, and that could apply to anything. But um, for me, this is something that I've always wanted. So then I was like, yeah, I'll just do it that. And, and I don't know. I stopped thinking so much about it, and it just became something like, oh, I want ice cream. I'll just get the vegan uh-huh. substitute for it and not um, restrict myself. Yeah, I think th- that could also tie back to just... Um, like, you thinking... Because I always felt like, oh, a vegan is someone who only eats this. And right. it's like, that's not how it is. And I feel like that could also apply to, like, even trans narratives or things like that. Where it's like, you feel like you can you can only be trans if you identify with this. But it's like... Okay, I'm going to pause you right there, Milo. Can you say a little bit... When you say trans narrative for our listeners, mm-hmm. what does that mean, a narrative? Like, um, what, what is a narrative? A uh, like, narrative? the... Like, a narrative is like a story... And for me, when I say trans narrative, I mean the usual story that you hear of, like, always knowing that you were of, like, the opposite sex or or identifying with things that the opposite sex would usually identify with, which is kind of, like, surface-level things. Yeah. And I feel like anyone can be into anything it, like you like just because you're into specific things or you're like doesn't make you one or the other gender beautiful yeah well said or any gender <laughs> yeah and i i just um want to advocate that you know milo sharing about being vegan you do whatever you feel to do for you listeners we're certainly not attached to any of that i just wanted to share that perception and that viewpoint as we allow and welcome all viewpoints Live and let live. Um, There was a great point that Milo made in there. He said, you know, we make excuses for things, you know. and But if it's something we've always wanted, then we find a way. Okay, so listeners, let's all look in our lives. Where have we made excuses for things that are important to us? But it's, And it's something that we've always wanted. And where can we... Let's look to see where we can be in more deeds, movements, actions, gestures, and verbiage that brings the manifestation of that which we are, that which we desire. Okay, It's our own blocks. It's our own blockages. Yeah, that's great. Okay. I feel like a taboo topic is the body, you know, and when you talked about the representation of trans being made more visible through your art, I do feel like a taboo topic is, like, spirituality and the physical body. Like, Mm. you can't, like, yeah, like physical touch, the human body, like the sacredness of that has been depleted or removed and... Um, left up to the spirit world, you know, and, um, so to bring the sacredness back to the physical body, um, and acknowledging that we are in a body, you know, that this is our, our house and so to take care of it, you know, or whatever we believe. Yeah, I was just about to say that, like, it's like our vehicle for living life and I feel like it's as much spiritual as like any other thing and I think wanting to get away from bodily things or things that have to do with the physical is getting away from spirituality because this is our experience and fully experiencing our bodies is the whole point I think wow that is brilliant (laughs) no that is really brilliant fully experiencing our bodies imagine that like it's not taboo to you know stimulate our core, masturbate, have an orgasm. (laughs) Like, that's all part of the spiritual experience. Like, for so long we separated, Mm -hmm. you know, the church and the body. And, you know, it's like, wait, just the the sanctification of the body. Yeah. Yeah. How beautiful is that? That's great. Um, Are there any other taboo topics for you, Milo, in the transgender community that you feel are important to air out or address? I will point to, um, this is part two of taboo topics. If you didn't listen to part one, uh, one of the great things we talked about was 
um, when we're having, when we're being sexually intimate with our partner, like how, how important it is to communicate. And if something is not right to say, stop and that that be honored. Um, that was, that was pretty key for a taboo topic. Um, any other taboo topics come to mind for you in the transgender community at all? I guess like, um, back to the spirituality thing, uh-huh. having to do with body, like I had a lot of struggle with that because wanting to, I thought like, oh yeah, I like wanting to change myself is kind of like leading me away from that whatever it is, like the, I don't know, making me less spiritual, but it's actually making me more spiritual to be more connected to my body and want to make the changes that I want to instead of being resistant of what I would feel more comfortable with. Okay, so listeners, in case it's not clear what Milo's saying about changing, what, so what are you, let's be specific, what are you talking about, about changing your body? Like, so Milo had a fear that, my gosh, if I change my body, I'm not going to... Like, it's going against nature. It's right. It's going against... And what have you discovered since you actually made that move and have made those changes for yourself? What has been found to be true in your life around that? I, I feel like I'm just more capable of, like, sticking to things or just any of my goals or anything. I'm just more capable of doing things and wanting to do things. Wow, I just have to pause you there. Okay, so Milo changed his physical body. And his changes to his physical body had nothing to do with his physical body, but everything to do with what he desires to manifest in his life for life. That's huge. It's really <laughs> huge. Yeah. And that's beyond trans. That, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But it was this, like, fear that I would be going against nature or the universe, but... I feel like I'm actually going with the universe and me not wanting or me thinking that changing my body would be against the universe was against the universe. Wow. And me actually feeling comfortable within myself is going with the universe. Like I'm in less resistance and I I feel like I'm like just constantly growing more because of that because I was able to like get through that um, wrong view that being trans is not natural, and it, and it is, and we don't know why, but it is, and and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. That's very powerful. Very powerful. So, listeners, if we think something's not natural about ourselves, us desiring to change our bodies, right? You're not alone. Okay, Milo's sharing all about it here. You're not alone. These thoughts that we have, these feelings that we have, that we think are just our own, they really are not. They're, it's, you know, something that many, many, many of us feel. So I really like how you shared the part about how when I realized that I wasn't going against nature, that I was actually going with the flow of nature by doing what I felt to do was right for me. Yeah. So it's about honoring to thine own self be true, to thine own self be true. To thine own self be true. <laughs> you know? Like how, how important that is. Gosh. Yeah. All right. So we're going to start to wrap up our podcast here. Um, again, our email. Feel free to email us with any comments, questions, or requests. Beyondtrans at gmail.com without the E. B-Y-O-N-D-T-R. A-N-S at gmail.com because that's how we roll. We keep the E with you because you're exceptional. (laughs) Okay, so that's our email. Okay, Milo, you ready? Improv. You're at a bus stop. I'm at a bus stop? You're at a bus stop. Imagine you're at a bus stop. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And let's see. You're at the bus stop waiting for the bus to arrive and there's a large group of you and you haven't met these people yet but you're starting to become regulars on the route so you know them but you don't know them you just mm-hmm. know of them you know so you know maybe you say like good recognize morning. them yeah 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 so what do you most want these people to know about you 
that they may not know about you? What would you want them to know about you that they may not know about you? The, f- the first thing that came to mind mm-hmm. was, like, I guess that, I, that, I, that I'm trans. <laughs> because I, w- I think about that a lot when I'm at school. I'm like, I wonder... Because now that I'm, I'm just like, seen or perceived, like, I'm, I'm seen as male, like, in society now. Okay, and that's like, called... I'm passing, yeah. Okay, that's... <laughs> yeah, no, that's called passing, for those of, those of you who may not know. When we... Say more about passing, Milo. Oh, uh, I, like... I've been on testosterone for like almost a year now, so now I'm have the, um, like the characteristics of what a male is in society. Okay. Uh, so they're able to see me as that and not really question it or like second looks. I I'm just wondering like. And why is it that you desire that they know that you're trans? What why is that important to you? Um, I guess because I don't mention it or I just kind of go about my life doing just being myself and doing what I need to do and I feel like if they could just see that I'm just another person like they are mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be nice because I they just see me as me and right. if they just knew oh yeah and there's this other part of me yeah I'm also trans or whatever right they'd be like oh okay and <laughs> any con- like conception of like I don't know because we don't really have we don't have a lot of people that we see that are trans. Okay. Um, just going about their day, and I think that's really important for people to see just someone, you know, uh, like uh, that's a part of me, but I'm just living my life. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it is. So it is important to you now that you're passing, like it's important to your heart that people know that you're trans. Like that would make a difference for you. Is that? Am I hearing that right? Yeah, I feel like, cause then. Also, just how I interact with people, I feel like I would feel more comfortable because then, um, like, interacting with women or people that identify with women, if they knew I was trans, like, I feel like just in safety reasons, feeling like they could relate or not relate, but just, like, that I have experienced what it's like to be seen as female, so... Okay. That may... Yeah. 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 Things like that, so... Just having like a different perspective and things, I, I would just, I would just like that because then people could see like I'm just a regular person, and it's not this whole, like being trans is taboo in itself. Like no, it's just a thing in life, just like every other thing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's huge. Like being trans is taboo, right? Like letting go of all of that. So, that's great. So that brings us to our guided visualization. So I'm going to ask Milo and our listeners to participate in a guided meditation. Milo, do you trust me? Yes. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So I'm just going to ask that everybody close their eyes, listeners as well. We're just going to take a few moments here and do a guided visualization. So just becoming aware of the breath moving in and out of the nose Milo and I happen to be sitting in a car, it's raining, and we're in a parking lot. So wherever you are listening to this, it's, just know that it's perfect, wherever you are. And again, aware of the breath moving in and out of the nostrils now. Imagine that there's no such thing anymore in the world as coming out, whether you're lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or queer. Coming out is a no thing. What does that feel like in the body? People are walking past you. Coming out is a no thing. You're going on to your next thing. And coming out is a no thing anymore on the planet. What does that feel like for you? What is the... What are you talking about? And what are people talking about with you? And what is it like? What does it feel like as you share and talk with people? And what do you see? We're coming out as a no thing on the planet anymore. How do you relate to others? What do you desire to do with others and how do you desire to participate with others and imagine what you desire to speak 
and how you desire to be. We're coming out as a no thing anymore on the planet. Being trans is a no thing anymore on the planet. What is the world like? How are things operating? How are your relationships with your family? Your friends? And all your relations? Feel that. Imagine a world where coming out is a no thing. Anchoring that in the here and now, in this present moment. And then as you're ready, gently opening your eyes, taking a breath, knowing you can come back to that at any time and presence that in your life at any time. If you're at the checkout line in the grocery store, you can close your eyes and imagine etc. So Milo, how was that for you? Do you have anything that you'd like to share around that experience? It was just really good. <laughs> like, I think it's important to think like that because we usually focus so much on like how the world is going to react to us and we don't just... And, yeah, it, it can be really scary, and it can, like, those thoughts can, like, overpower us, but, like, at the end of the day, like, it's your life, you know? That's brilliant. So, two things I heard in that. Number one, letting go of how the world reacts to us being ourselves authentically. So huge. And the second thing, it's our lives at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> and so loving yourself enough. You are worth it, listeners. You're worth it. If you don't believe you're worth it, it's okay. Know that you will n know your worth one day. And just like Kate Bornstein says, find a way to stay alive if you have to. But just know that you're valid regardless of how you feel or what you've been told or how the world reacts to you the world's going to have to deal with you as you authentically are if you choose to be that because you deserve that the world deserves you as you authentically are they so deserve it So we love you. Milo and I are going to say we love you on three. And um, just know that you're valid and you're appreciated. And if you need support, get it. We love you on three. One, two, three. We, we love, love you. you. <laughs> and thank you, Milo, for joining us. Thank you. And thank you, listeners. Know that your listening is a participation. Om Shanti. <laughs>